0: For more information about Christian Assembly, follow us on social media or visit our website at cafamily.net. Just a quick message here on the longing of the soul. And it's based on Psalm 63. So let's read these four verses here. This is from the NIV version of the Bible. You, God, are my God. Isn't that good to say? You, God, are my God. Earnestly, I I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you. I like that part. My whole being longs for you in a dry, parched land where there is no water. I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory because your love is better than life. My lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live and in your name, I will lift up my hands. How many of you know there's coming a time when Jesus is going to rule the world as the King of Kings and Lord of Lords from Jerusalem when he sets up his millennial kingdom, right? Well, how many even know that the effects of his Ruling is going to be peace. Thank God, He's the Prince of Peace, and there's going to be peace like this world has never seen before. But then, how many of you know we're not there yet? We don't live in a world of peace, do we? There's unrest. There's all kind of pressure from every angle. But one day, it's going to look like this. Hebrew? I'm I'm sorry, not Hebrews, but in the book of Isaiah, chapter eleven, look at what it says, beginning at verse six. And this is from the Holman Christian Standard Bible translation. One day, the wolf will live with the lamb and the leopard will lie down with the goat. The calf, the young lion and the fatling will be together and a child will lead them. The cow and the bear will graze. Their young ones will lie down together and the lion will eat straw like the ox An infant will play beside the cobra's pit. And a toddler will put his hand into a snake's den. None will harm or destroy another on my entire holy mountain. For the land will be as full of the knowledge of the Lord as the sea is filled with water. Did you hear all that? Babies will be playing with snakes. And they won't be harmed at all. Something that we can't even relate to, can we? But when the Prince of Peace is here, there's not going to be unrest. There's not going to be that kind of pressure. There's not going to be all the evils of this age that we experience here in our society today. Well, David was someone who, he wasn't a stranger to unrest and pressure. When he wrote this psalm, he was fleeing from Absalom in the Uh, wilderness of Judah and that's when he came up with this now you think about this if you and I were being chased and people wanted us dead and they were just chasing us around every corner to try to take our lives from us what kind of a song would you write would it be what he just said here or would it be get me out of here Lord (laughs) I don't want anything to do with this you know you're going to sing a song Help me. You're probably seeing, maybe you want to put some music to these lyrics. Lord, if you were in trouble, like I'm in trouble, I'd help you. (laughs) Did you get that? If you were in trouble, like I'm in trouble, I'd help you. So I'm in trouble, so help me. But no, there's not a petition here whatsoever. David exalted presence above petition. All he said was, all I need is your presence. That's all I need. Well, his priority was to seek God. The longing desire of his soul was to have his manifested presence among him. Wherever he was at. That's why he said, I just long for your presence. As I've seen you in the sanctuary, just show up right here. And I know all is well. Not going to be an issue. Not going to be a problem. So he didn't ask God to do anything. He just praised him for his presence. Well, what does it mean to seek God? Number one, it means to know him personally. In John 17, verse 3, we have this statement of Jesus, and this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. We should have a longing in our soul just to say, I want to know you better. I want to know you. It's all about knowing you, knowing Jesus, knowing the Spirit of God, knowing you better. And I long for that in my life. And that's why when we want to come together like this here and just say, you know what? Let's set aside everything And just get in his presence. Just welcome his person among us. A.W. Tozer was one who was a strong believer. He said he would just sometimes just spend an hour or two prostrate on the ground, not saying a word, in the presence of God. And just letting him know, I'm surrendered to you. I humble myself before you. And I'm just looking to you to manifest yourself in a powerful way in my life. It's all, it also means to go after him with intense desire. He longed for this presence. He was motivated to seek after it. I want your presence in my life. I long for it as in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. To see you, your power, your glory. And then thirdly, to allow him to fill the vacuum in our lives. There's a lot of emptiness in people's lives. More so today, I think, than ever before, especially in our society here. You know, we're facing all kinds of situations with individuals in their lives. Uh, we don't even know our gender. And it's almost accepted, like as if it's just to, to be accepted, that we have to understand. You know what the problem is? The ologies. The ologies. We've turned, because we turned away from God, we turned to Technology. Psychology, physiology, biology, methodology. To try to get something that only one person can produce and that's Jesus and the gospel. And what the problem is we turned away from the best and most important ology. Anybody know what that is? The doxology. The doxology. Just stay in the presence of God from whom all blessings flow. Amen. Okay, well then, what does it look like? We'll look at Psalm 63 in verse 5. What's it look like when a person is in the place of that presence of God? My soul will be satisfied. It's satisfaction. As with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. Notice, satisfaction. You see, there's an emptiness inside. There's a void. There's a vacuum inside. But when a person seeks God and enters into that place of his presence, there's a completeness inside. It fills the vacuum. People are looking for something, but they don't know what they're looking for, an identity? Are they looking for God to fill the void? And their identity would be found in Christ. And then also, look at uh, that verse seven. Psalm 6:63, look at verse seven. "Because thou hast been my help, therefore in the shadow of thy wings will I what? Joy, What's it look like? Satisfaction? What's it look like? Joy? The joy that we have doesn't come from the world, from our circumstances. The joy that we have comes from a relationship with God, intimacy with God, knowing God. And so that's why David said, I'm not concerned about this because you are my joy and you're my strength. Look at the next one. Uh, Look at verse 8. This is from the New Living Translation. I cling to you. Your strong right hand holds me securely. Cling is the same word that's used in the Hebrew where Cleave, man is to leave to cleave to his wife, to become one with her. In other words, you can envision this, you can see this, that he is clinging on to God. Cleaving to him, welding himself together with him, gluing himself together with him. That's what church should be all about. We've come to embrace God. Every one of us, that's what we're here for. Well, notice that when we... Looked at those verses in Isaiah. Did you notice that he talked about those that were most vulnerable? Did he notice he talked about lambs, calves, and babies? And no matter how harsh anything is around, nothing's going to damage or hurt them in any way. He pulls them out to let us know that even though we're vulnerable, in his presence, praise God, we have nothing to be concerned about. And then, how do we seek him? Well, look at these two verses, chap- uh, same Psalm 3 and 8. Look at these verses. How do we seek him? Because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. You see, out of love, we praise him out of our love for him. He comes first. Even when we come here to church, he's first. We're not concerned about whether or not we played the song right or if we had the, the right thing in the bulletin or the format that we're following. We just come to love on God and love on each other. And that's how we seek him. We love him. And then also we spend time with him. Look at verse one, New Living Translation. Oh God, you are my God. I earnestly search for you. The King James says, early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you. In this parched and weary land, Where there is no water. Notice the longing desire of his soul is what? God. God, reality with God. Embracing his presence. Submitting ourselves to him. Allowing him to engulf us in his presence and with his glory. And then finally, by making him the center of our lives. Look at verse 8 again. King James. He's the center of our lives. He's not the spokes. He's the hub. My soul follows hard after you. Thy right hand upholds me. In other words, you're everything. Everything falls apart without you being the hub. It just all falls apart. And so what are we saying? It's time that the church take their place and invite the presence of the living God to come in and start ministering life to people. Our young people need to find their identity in Christ. They need to know him. You know, when you're full of God, there's not going to be an abortion. When you're full of God, there's not going to be racism. Mm -mm. When you're full of God, there's not going to be anti-Semitism. When you're full of God... You're full of love for all humanity. And when you're full of God, there's deliverance, there's healing, there's wholeness, there's victory. And the list goes on and on. You have identity. Who you are is in Christ. You know, whenever we might think as though that some things have come into... Let's just say when we first came to Christ, we gave up a lot of things. But some of those things maybe gain some more territory in our lives, whatever that might be. You know what it's time for? Holy fire. It's time for the presence of God to show up like a cloud and just engulf people. Because you see, we can't change people. He he can. He can. When we find ourselves feeling inadequate about things, maybe we feel as though that we're inadequate to carry out a a mission that God has for us or whatever. You know what it's time for? Fresh fire. Fresh fire. The holy flame entering in, consuming that inadequacy, consuming that lust, consuming whatever it is that's in his path and doing what? Purging the soul of the individual. So no matter what it is, whatever territory that we've given up, let's invite him. It's not a formula at all. You know what it is? It's experiencing the reality of the living God. And so what we're going to do tonight is that very thing. If we just stand here and just say, I surrender my heart. Let your fire fall. Let your glory blanket this place. When you feel like as though you've lost your spiritual initiative, the same thing is true. What you need is not just someone's pep talk, but to get before God. If need be on your face and just say, I'm here. Change me. Touch my heart. Touch my life. Let your fire fall on me. We long to see you, your presence, your glory, as David said, and in a dry and thirsty land where no water is, so thirsty, such a longing desire to see you in this place, in my life individually, in our families, but also in this assembly of believers, our longing and desire is for you to show up and manifest your power, your presence, your glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.